Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey here with Eli Freeman, mm-hmm. and we get to welcome a newbie today. First time guest. Absolutely. Ashton Davis. Welcome to the show. Ooh, thanks guys. We're, we're excited to have you. Excited to be here. Well, we um, we waited till the end of the year to mm-hmm. to, to welcome you to the podcast. Yep. Um, for many of our listeners, Ashton will be new, but to um, folks who've come into the office for mm-hmm. the past several months, they've You're gotten to... They're used to her. They've gotten to visit with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashton Davis is our newest advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, she joined us end of August, 1st mm-hmm. of September. Um, she's wrapping up four months of pretty intense training, mm-hmm. and she's about ready to spread the wings. And she's brought an upward-trending market, too. She, You know, You're is it welcome. a coincidence that the markets have, yeah. have rallied since Ashton has been with us? I think not. I think not. Ashton? We're glad you're here. Thank you. So this is her first podcast. We wanted to give Ashton just a moment here at the beginning. So kind of where are you from? What brought you here? Yeah. What do you love? Um, So I'm from Searcy, Arkansas, central area. Yeah. Um, Graduated from the University of Arkansas this past May. I've been hanging up around the northwest area hiking exploring the outdoors mm-hmm. beautiful area up in the tanyard creek this yes. last weekend yeah went to tanyard creek slipped on the waterfall <laughs> yeah uh, it's easy right a passage you're um, the proud parent of two, two dogs dog. yes yeah. dogs destructive dogs very destructive uh, you should know something about that <laughs> if, uh, most of my earnings so far have gone towards house repairs <laughs> and dog food nice so yeah well, we are glad we are super here. glad to have you. Thank We're you. glad to have you not only at Mach One but on this podcast, and um, we know that our clients will be blessed to get to work with you mm-hmm. in the coming months and years. Um, so, anyway, we are excited. Thank you. You bet. Um, well, we'll just kick right into what's going on in the world. Y'all have a good weekend. You know, I I did want to say something. Yeah. So, my wife and I were in this stage of dreaming about building a home. So we're considering building a home. We talked with the builder, and then I have a friend who's doing development here in town. So building, not spec homes, but he's building some nicer nicer homes. The difference in price per square foot of what they told me was over $45. So who was higher? The builder. The builder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I sat there and I thought, how in the world do we have such a big difference? So if anyone has any expertise in that. I could, I could use some I could use some help. Yeah, it's ex- it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I, I, whether it's the developer, or the builder, who knows? Who knows? It's who knows? it's expensive. Um, anyway, good weekend by all. Great. Yeah, shopping done. <laughs> Eli, I mean, we're down to. We got six days. You got five days. Uh, no, yeah, six days. Six days. Yeah, Mine's not fun. done either. Uh, yeah. But you guys, Sunday. Just because you, you did your shopping yesterday at four uh, o'clock in the afternoon. I know. <laughs> I know. We are, we are all but done. Mm. We, we've got a little bit left, a couple stocking stuffers, stuffers. But um, you know, we were in Texas this weekend, and um, we stopped at Bucky's to grab a few stocking stuffers. Have you been to a Bucky's? Did you get pulled pork for your family? Actually, actually, <laughs> I got a pulled pork sandwich for the ride home. So you've been to Bucky's. That's Have awesome. you been to a Bucky's? Many times. Pretty yes. fancy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a Texas Texas experience. It it you pretty much is. Stop. It actually makes me mad when I go to Bucky's, because to me it's just a slap in the face. It's like Texas saying that they're bigger than everyone else. Well, like they are. Yes. It's, yeah. As much as I, I didn't say better. They are bigger. But I think I counted 120 gas pumps. 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, they, I think it's 120. You counted. You counted. I, yeah, my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm multiplying the number of, <laughs> you know, pumps times lanes. and I'm, I'm doing math, babe. I, I, guy math <laughs> is what it is. But anyway, good weekend. We went down to Dallas to um, watch Harding mm-hmm. um, win the national championship in Division Two football. Great experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of black and gold invaded the the Metroplex this weekend. But anyway, um, as we begin today, let's uh, kind of review what's going on in the markets as we normally do. U.S. stocks rose yesterday after the three major averages knocked their seventh straight week of gains. Huge. I think this morning I heard that the markets today are trying for ten days mm-hmm. in a row of of up. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained thirty one point points yesterday. The S&P climbed 0.3% and the NASDAQ advanced um, slightly um, about a tenth of a percent. The winning streak for the S&P marked its longest string of weekly gains since 2017. The broad market index is up about 3.5% for the month, while the Dow and NASDAQ um, are up about 39 and 4.3% higher, respectively. Mm-hmm. The Dow also posted an intraday record on Friday, and the NASDAQ 100 had a new closing high. Guys, it wasn't that long ago where, I mean, we were talking about corrections and bear markets. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this one kind of snuck up on me. I mean, I knew we had a nice rally going into the end of the year. But, you know, we've set several intraday all-time highs over the past few days. And, you know, the markets opened up again this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, when does it technically become the Santa Claus rally? Is that, I, I, is that later I, or is that right now? I, I think it's right now. It's I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think that we are in one. Now, the question many people are asking is, you know, does this, is this a Santa Claus rally or is this the start of a new bull market? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Um, but one of the most interesting things to me with this most recent rally is watching small cap. So yeah. small companies have heavily outperformed the rest of the market and the rest of the companies. So if I, I pulled up just the last month. So you went into some of the weekly data. That over the last month, S&P 500 up 5%. Yeah. Russell 2000, which is primarily your smaller companies, up 10%, double. Well, Russell 2000 has underperformed like crazy over the last, what, three years since 2021? Mm-hmm. Like the middle of 2021. And now we're starting to see the Russell 2000 outperform the S&P 500, at least in this short little sure. bit. I don't know if that's going to continue, but it's it's good to see some companies other than just the top seven companies performing. You know, and I think I think part of that is, and and they're outperforming again today. Mm-hmm. You know, they have underperformed and not participated for so long. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I'm not talking about for the last six months, a year. I mean, we're we're going back years, plural, where the the Russell 2000 has just not you know, kept pace with, especially the NASDAQ mm-hmm. um, and, and, and to a lesser extent, the S&P 500. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. There, there's still a lot of concern out there. Um, you know, I had a client that emailed me right before we came in today that one of their coworkers had forwarded them an email <laughs> that an economist is predicting the largest. Let me, let me, I have it right here. He is predicting the largest um, sorry, I'm going to pull it up word for word. Um, the biggest crash of our lifetime <laughs> will occur in 2024. Based on what? Well, 
and I'm not going to click on the link, mm-hmm. but you know, my, my response to him, what'd you say? I said based on feelings. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you're in the business long enough mm-hmm. and it, you know, 30 years in my case, almost th- there's always this doomsday predictor. Mm-hmm. Eventually they'll be right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you know, corrections are normal. Pullbacks are normal. I mean, I mean, most years, mm-hmm. if you look historically, we'll have a correction. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of people that I'm listening to on podcasts, people who aren't bullish. So if people have a bearish outlook, they're saying yes, but it's a lot of yes, but. Yeah. So yes, this is happening, but haven't you? Aren't you paying attention to credit card debt? Yeah. Yes, but aren't you paying attention to no one can buy? There's there's all these buts. And I'm sure at some point, just like you said, that's gonna that's going to play out. But for now, that but is very small. The yeah. yes is very strong. Yeah. You know, and you know, we a lot of our clients are older. Um, you know, and, and we hear them talk and you know, they've been through markets up market ups and downs. One thing that I wanted Ashton's opinion on this morning was even though you're young, she's a little younger, um, but Ashton's, you know, six months out of college. Um, her friends are like her, mm-hmm. brand new into the workforce. What do you see when you talk to your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, is there optimism? Is there pessimism? Is there everything's great? Um, is there concern over, I mean, are, are folks your age that you talk to, your friends, do they even think about the stock market and things like that? Yes and no. Um, unfortunately, most of it is more pessimistic. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, we've got student debt repayment started again in October, and the unemployment rate for college graduates has gotten, I think it's like 4.4 right now, um, which is a little <laughs> above the average unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, it's it's tough right now the housing market it's you know i just bought a house which it was a little tough it's kind of the rates have started to go back down but mm-hmm. it's just all over the place it's kind of hard for people in in my area of life just kind of starting to break into the real world yeah well, you know you bring up a question i haven't really thought about i know a few years ago and and again I'm, my years are off it was tough for college graduates mm-hmm. to get jobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it is mm-hmm. it hard for college graduates to get jobs even up here in Northwest Arkansas? Here in Northwest Arkansas, I think it, it we do have the privilege of being in a little bit of a bubble, as people would say. You know, we've got J.B. Hunt and Walmart that's constantly pulling from the University of Arkansas. Um, I think we're very fortunate to be in this place. But I have a lot of friends outside mm-hmm. who are I – I do see them really struggling to find huh. jobs outside. And I guess, you know – they may get a job, but it may not be in their field. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about the unemployment rate, you know, being nationwide, being so low. Um, but you kind of forget about, you know, what's it like for mm-hmm. these college graduates coming out. I know that several years ago, uh, a, a lot of college graduates went on to, you know, higher learning, you know, mm-hmm. master's mm-hmm. doctoral programs because there weren't jobs mm-hmm. out there for them to get. So I was listening to, Charlie Munger's last podcast before he passed away. And one of the things that he was talking about with the interviewer was just because my generation was able to get into a home 
this younger generation shouldn't expect that they get the right to get into a home. Mm -hmm. And I thought that take is a very strong take. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you are in your 20s graduating from college, you've seen your parents and your grandparents be able to purchase a home fairly quickly. Right now, to purchase a home right out of college with a starting salary somewhere, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw something yesterday. They said that it is no longer more affordable or a better business decision to buy a home than to rent. Not even close. And and the the gap is widening. Huge. That Mm -hmm. it, from a financial perspective, it it makes much more sense to Mm -hmm. rent now than it is to buy. Pocket $2,000 more that you could go put into the market if you wanted to. Well, and, you know, we don't talk about this a lot, but, um, you know, you don't get the tax benefit as much anymore. No. For having interest, you know, years, law, you know, yeah. and one of the things we talk about with our, I do with my clients is, you know, Congress is never going to get rid of the charitable deduction or the mortgage interest deduction. It's just, you know, the two, the housing lobby and nonprofit lobbies are mm-hmm. so strong. They're not going to get rid of those deductions, but what they're going to do, and you're seeing it, is they keep raising the standard deduction to the point where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and so, you know, you could you could buy a home and have, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month of interest. Mm-hmm. And if you're married, I mean you got twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars of a standard deduction. Yeah. You have to give another twenty plus thousand for yeah. the year. So it, it to me, you know, I know the American dream is buying a home. And I think that a lot of times younger people felt for so long that it's my right, kind of mm-hmm. like you just said. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not. I mean, that's why we have so many apartments yeah. being built mm-hmm. here. And you know, we were we were in, like I said, we were in Dallas this weekend in, in the Frisco area, and man, they are putting up thousands mm-hmm. of apartment units mm-hmm. everywhere because it just it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. anymore as much as it did. I'm advocating now for rents if. If a young person gets out of college and they say, Eli, I, I really want to buy a house. It's like, in this instance, I'm advocating for, well, renting yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It just makes way more sense than sure. buying a home. Um, anyway, it's it's interesting to hear from a younger perspective and, and what they're concerned about. It's not all yeah. rosy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like we think about. Um, okay, so last week, the Fed made news. Mm-hmm. Markets had a huge day, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, stocks have surged as investors became increasingly convinced that the Federal Reserve would make more rate cuts in 24 than previously forecasted. Fed officials have pushed back against bets on deeper and faster rate cuts. Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby said Sunday that it's way too early to declare victory over inflation after his New York counterpart, John Williams, said Friday that talk of rate cuts is premature. Um, so last week, as a review, the Fed left rates alone. But I think what spurred the markets on was that the actual words rate cuts mm-hmm. came up in the minutes or came up in the conversation. They came up in um, – why do I always want to go back to Fed saying Chairman Greenspan? Golly. <laughs> um, you know, Chairman Powell. Chairman Powell. Um, you know, guys, you know, we've talked about this on podcast. Mm-hmm. I do believe there will be rate cuts next year. Um, I am – as as much as I would love to see them, I don't think they're healthy right now. Um, I don't think that we need to see rate cuts before 
summer. Um, so why, why, why summer? Like, is there, is there a reason behind that? Well, because, we, because, because we still have, we still have an inflation rate of around four and a half percent. Um, so you think inflation will go down to near 2% by summer? No, That's, I do not. All I'm saying is I think that, I think that if we begin a rate cut ca- campaign in the first quarter of next year, something else has gone wrong. Okay. Um, I, 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 I believe that a long, a higher for longer, as much as I, I can't believe I'm in this camp, I, I think we need to see it for a while. I mean, we, we do not need to lose the momentum of the, the inflation trending down. So if you were to put, if you were to watch one figure and say, now the Federal Reserve should cut rates, what figure are you watching? Well, if John were here, he'd be punching me in the gut saying, money supply, money supply. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, unemployment. I mean, it's not going to get to five and a half or six percent. Um, but I think we need to see it. I think we need to see it continue to trend up the mm-hmm. unemployment rate. Um, Ashton, do you know what it's at right now? Unemployment? Four. I yeah, I, yeah, right around four. I think it's right, un- right under. I, I do think it's like three point nine. Yeah. Um, good job. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what one figure I, I would be looking at. Um, I, I just know that you know inflation is still out there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty high, and I, I don't know. I just I think that I hope that the markets are not baking in all these rate hikes in the first quarter first half because if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. does it mean the markets then pull back i i just think that miraculously chairman powell and his team have done a pretty good job of getting us through this i would hate to see them you know succumb to pressure you mm-hmm. know political or otherwise that I, I just don't like the and i think the news media they they do this a lot they'll put a time frame like rates should cut by June. Yeah. And the, to think of the economy in terms of, well, at some point we should do this. And at some point we should do this. I don't think that that should be at any. Well, and it's, you know, the dot plots, you know, that, that are a fairly the, new creation. Dot plots. Well, I, I think that, I don't know who wanted it, <laughs> but I think it's there. They're trying to give people a forecast of, Okay, in 24, we, we feel like, you know, th- this is when we're going to so, do something. So to the listener, a, a dot plot, the Federal Reserve, each person in the Federal Reserve that's on the board, they go and they basically, it's called a dot plot because they put a dot on where they think each indicator that they're watching will be over a certain time span. Yeah. And then that's how they build out their decision and their models. So, as, you know, so the, the dot plot update mm-hmm. last week was dovish, was more rate cuts, Mm -hmm. you know, sooner. And and I just, I don't know. It it worries me a little bit. I am not a pessimist, but I'm just kind of like, why mess with a good thing right now? Um, Now, do I think that there'll be rate cuts? I think I said on last week's podcast, there would be, I'm forecasting two, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they should be before, you know, I I don't think they should be in the first quarter. I'd like to see, I'd like to see core inflation drop down into the 3% 
and that's probably excluding gas. Because gas, gas is so far down that yeah. th- that was one of the primary reasons inflation looked so much better this last time. Sure. If, if inflation can get down to 3%, we're getting pretty close to that long-term target of 2%. Sure, sure. And I think you could start easing some cuts, but not too many cuts. No. We still need some. I mean, I think that the, the numbers that's been thrown around were 3 to 4 mm-hmm. But um, I, anyway. I don't know about you. I've enjoyed having 5% on some bond funds. Yeah. <laughs> I've loved it. You know, and, and, and that's, what I, you know, I had some folks in the office you know, the other day that we were talking about CD rates uh-huh. and, and so forth, and um, they're not going to last. Um, you know, I think this time next year, CD rates will be lower than they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll I said see. it. I think the biggest trap right now for your cash, you could put this at YouTube tagline, biggest trap for your cash. That would, that would get a lot of clicks. The biggest trap right now is that one to one to two year CD. Because you're going to be rolling into exactly the the market that we expect the Fed to be cutting rates. Yep. So if you get that five percent CD and you have to roll into a three percent, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, then yeah. you would have been better off getting a three plus year something. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, this is not financial advice. No, we're correct. Um, <laughs> let's move on. The Nasdaq, of course, as with the other markets, have the Nasdaq has just gone nuts this year. It has um, up forty three percent year to date. Now, mm-hmm. you, if you peel back, you know, if you take out the seven. Magnificent Seven, you know, it's a much more, probably more in the teens, mm-hmm. um, but it has been a great market since 1972. The Nasdaq has averaged 19%. Pretty good, huh? Crazy. It is. It is kind of crazy. Now, so you put. <laughs> you've had to have an iron stomach. Yes, you a have. few a, a few of those years, Make but get through an 85% drop. Yeah, in you know. Yeah, no kidding. We've just. I mean, it, it's tech heavy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's you know for for young folks. I mean, I would load up, be as aggressive as you want to be. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're 22 years old and you're starting a job, oh, like like Ashton. Whoa. You Whoa. know, I would I would be as aggressive as now, you could be. It's always important. It's year to date, 44 percent, and I know Matt always goes back to December 31st of 2021. Sure. Nasdaq over the last two years, so from the end of 21 to now, yeah. is down three and a half percent. So crushed this year still hasn't made its way all the way back correct but it does it has a really strong long-term return because it's tech driven and, and that's why i said you focus you've got to have an iron stomach mm-hmm. long-term time or time horizon mm-hmm. um and you know in some of the 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 names that we're most familiar with the amazons the nvidia's the tesla's you know their performance over the last 20 30 years you know have, have been in the thousands mm-hmm. of percent so interesting the most interesting statistic I have found over the last month is U.S. Treasury bond fund. Yeah. Up. Ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. Over the last month. You know, I, I, I'm telling I'm telling clients as you want fixed income in your portfolio right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we'd have been doing this podcast three years ago, yeah. five years ago, seven, those words would have never. Ten percent in one month holding a two percent bond. Yeah, basically is what that is. Yeah. So crazy. All right, we'll shift gears again. Um, let's talk about something that I know nothing about. <laughs> Ashton, now that you're a homeowner, yeah, have you? Um, how do you get your groceries and your Walmart supplies? Do you go to the store? Do you? How do you do it? I I still do you still go to the store and old fashioned shop for my groceries myself. You do? Have you I do? Have you done? Um, have you done any of the in store pickup? I have not. I've never tried it. Never? No. Have you have you done any home delivery? Nope. Other than Amazon. 
correct? Yes, Amazon. Okay. That's all um, we do. We don't. We almost never go to the store. Really? really? I mean, we well, we go and we'll pick it up. So we'll go and then they deliver it to yeah. our car. Yeah. But no, we we almost never step foot in a Walmart. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I know that they always like substitute if they don't have something that you had yeah. on your list. They substitute. I don't want to take that chance. Our neighbors have everything. I mean, across the street, everything delivered to their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon, Walmart, sometimes breakfast, lunch, they both dinner. Work? They both work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, meals, I mean, Grubhub, DoorDash. Um, I, they came over last night uh, to borrow something, and they said that on Sunday they had Starbucks delivered, delivered. to their house. <laughs> One morning during COVID, what? one morning I saw um, Shipley Donuts. Was delivered to the. I mean, what? three meals a day often, and all their deliver. Uh, all their the delivery fees stacked on top of that. Um, well, Amazon's free. Walmart Plus, you know, you get it for but not Grubhub, but, but not Grubhub, no. correct? Um, Nasty. W- what leads me to where I'm going with this is um, the the neighborhood market that is closest to our house mm-hmm. has a drone delivery. Um, it is now delivering to our neighborhood. Wow. Um, have you ever, have you seen one of the Walmart drones? Every time that I go out to Pea Ridge, I see those drones flying out there. Um, have you? No, I haven't. No. Um, you know, I I don't know what I would ever have delivered to my house. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be, I think five pounds or less. Um, uh, bananas, um, medicines. I know a lot of medicines. Um, someone told me sugar, someone that works for Walmart told me what the two, it was the two most delivered things were limes and beer really yeah that's what's been delivered by drones more than anything (laughs) limes and beer people are making cocktails well you know (laughs) it was really interesting because for a long time they didn't deliver to our neighborhood because i think the faa or whoever Mm -hmm. put a one mile restriction and i think we're like 1.6 um but now they do and so we've seen that we'll come in the neighborhood and there'll be a drone hovering over a backyard creepy and then they drop the little package with the little parachute into the backyard and my mm-hmm. dogs would go for that instantly they, they like yeah, that yeah. well the reason i bring it up is jeff bezos founder of amazon um has set the goal of having drones delivering packages by 2024 but not a new comp but now a new company is setting to accomplish this goal zipline zipline and a partnering business um, are preparing to deploy drone technology across a handful of u.s cities next year with plans to expand to 15 cities by 2025 of course the faa um will get involved they've required for a while drones to operate within the visual line of sight of human drone operators and that's that was mm-hmm. my point earlier um the one in in the pinnacle area they, they get into this little hut and then it's like a crane that elevates them so they can see for a certain period of time but you know i don't know guys drone delivery I've been skeptical skeptical about a lot of things that now are exploding, but if if they can make it profitable, I don't see any reason that they won't. Because that that accomplishes what what are some of the underlying goals of our government and legislature that's passing gas emissions. True. And if if we can accomplish this in a profitable way for companies with no gas emitted, okay, I heard I'm going to share a rumor. I don't know if I should share a rumor on a podcast, but um, I heard we were talking about drone deliveries 
not too long ago with mm-hmm. some friends, and they said that there's absolutely no money to be made by Walmart mm-hmm. for drone deliveries. That it was more of a their investors shareholder. Uh, yes, but that wanted it, felt like they needed it. It was the latest technology, but I cannot imagine how profitable. I mean, you're taking one item or two items mm-hmm. at a time. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't foresee a time here yeah. in the next five years where the skies are full of drones mm-hmm. dropping limes and beer <laughs> in people's backyard. But limes I don't. Limes are I, falling. I have been. I have been falling. wrong before. I mean, Ashton, here's your homework. Okay. Over the break. Okay. Find a reason. Well, you may not live within the line of sight of a Walmart that does that. Close enough. Okay. Here's your homework. Okay. Use Walmart delivery okay. or drone delivery oh, okay. over the holidays. And report back. And report back. Got it. And see, you know, maybe do eggs. See I, if they can land without. <laughs> without our, our producer just cracked up when I said that. Yeah, um, do they just drop the bag? Like, it's on a parachute. It? Okay. It's on a parachute. So We'll see. It's on a parachute. Yeah, I'll let that's you your know. homework. It's like maybe, maybe you need to try that. I know Bittenville oh, yeah. gets deliveries oh, yeah. that way. Well, what else we need to talk about? Holidays, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is coming. It's going to be hot. I mean, the, the weather's supposed to be like 60 degrees on Christmas. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. You think? Yeah, my, my family for the longest time on Christmas would go out and shoot skeet. And but it's supposed to rain. Oh. I, I think well, it's supposed to rain a lot over the next few days, or starting happens. around Friday. That hurts the plan. Well, we are excited. to. Um, we've got to celebrate with our clients. Last week we had our, um, mm-hmm. our client Christmas event. Um, there's a lot of good things going on. A lot of things to be thankful for. I know it's not Thanksgiving, but, you know, end of the year is always a time for a reflection. Yep. Um, we will have one more podcast to close out the year. Um, we're going to record that later this week, um, and then we'll air it over the Christmas holidays. Any any parting thoughts for from you, Eli? Santa Claus has come. It's It's been such a refreshing month. It, it, it has. Watching, it, watching the market go up has just been, it's been fun. You know, it, it's been a hard year. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yes, you know, most of our clients are up. Yeah. It, but it's, it has been a hard 12 months. Well, yeah, because you waited 10 months to get two months of return that made yeah. up for the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So, Well, it is, um, anything you want to add, Ashton? Oh, glad, glad you're here. Glad to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks well, for having me. This will, welcome to the podcast. We will put you into the rotation um, I hope both of y'all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we too. like to end every, um, oh, you know what I haven't done? If you like us, thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe mm-hmm. to our, um, our YouTube channel. Uh, we, we, we're getting new subscribers every week. If you like it, tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, but we don't give a thumbs down. Don't give a thumbs down. <laughs> Please don't give a thumbs down. Um, we like to end with a thought of the day, but today we're going to take a little bit of a different turn and we're going to do a dad joke of the day. And since Merry Christmas, I'm the only dad mm-hmm. on the panel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, take it away. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. What do gingerbread men use when they break their legs? Um, what do gingerbread men use I'm acting when like they I break their legs? I know. <laughs> Gumdrop buttons. They use candy canes. And the way my back is feeling right now, I need just a wooden cane cane right now. I'm (laughs) I'm struggling today. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this week's Market Moment. 
Um, on behalf of Ashton and Eli and the rest of our Market Moment podcast gang, we wish all of you a very, very Merry Christmas. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.